Chapter Five of the Home Life of Poe by Susan Archer Weiss. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Schoolboy Love Affairs. The Poe was, both as boy and man, unusually susceptible to the influence of feminine charms, has been the testimony of all who best knew him i never knew the time said mr mackenzie that edgar was not in love with some one nor was it unusual for me when a girl to meet with some comely matron who would laughingly admit that she had been one of edgar poe's sweethearts neither did he confine his boyish gallantries to girls of his own age but admired grown-up belles and young married ladies as well though this was probably in a great measure owing to the playful petting with which they treated the handsome and chivalrous boy-lover but this was a trait which did not meet with the approval of miss jane mackenzie sister of the gentleman who adopted rosalie poe this lady noted for her elegant manners and accomplishments kept a fashionable young ladies boarding-school patronized by the best families of the state and many a brilliant belle and admired virginia matron boasted of having received her education at miss jane's as i remember her she was tall and stately prim and precise and was attired generally in black silk an elaborate cap and frisette a very lady prioress sort of person she had the reputation of being exceedingly strict in regard to the manners and conduct of her pupils and was a contrast to the rest of her family all of whom were remarkably genial when edgar was about fifteen or sixteen he began to make trouble for miss jane repeatedly she would detect him in secret correspondence with some one of her fair pupils supplemented on his part by offerings of candy and original poetry his sister rosalie being the medium of communication these verses were sometimes compared by the fair recipients and found to be alike with the exception of slight changes appropriate to each a practice which he kept up in after years he possessed some skill in drawing and it was his habit to make pencil sketches of his girlfriends with locks of their hair attached to the cards poe himself has told of his boyish devotion to mrs stannard which made so deep an impression upon the mind and heart of the embryo poet the story is well known of how he once accompanied little robert stannard home from school to see his pet pigeons and rabbits and how his heart was won by the gentle and gracious reception given him by the boy's lovely mother and the tenderness of tone and manner with which she talked to him she knowing his pathetic history in his heart a chord of feeling was stirred which had never before been touched and thenceforth he regarded her with a passionate and reverential devotion such as we may imagine the religious devotee to feel for the madonna he calls this the first pure and ideal love of his soul and possibly it may in time have been increased by the knowledge of the doom which hung above and overtook her at the last the partial shrouding of the bright intellect the effect of a hereditary taint indeed it is probable that on this account poe saw very little if anything of mrs stannard in the two succeeding years in which time she led a secluded life with her family dying in april eighteen twenty four at the age of thirty-one but the impression had been made and remained with him during his lifetime forming the one solitary ideal which pervaded nearly all his poems the death of the young lovely and beloved 
this experience was probably the beginning of those occasional dreamy and melancholy moods about this time noticed by some of his companions the living friend of his boyhood's dream became the lost lenore of his maturer years but though poe deeply felt the loss of this beloved friend the story is not to be accepted that he was accustomed to go at night to the cemetery where she was buried and there prostrate on her grave weep away the long hours of cold and darkness no one who knew poe in his boyhood with his horror of cemeteries of darkness and of being alone at night would believe this story first told by poe himself to mrs whitman and by her poetic fancy further embellished besides this is the practical refutation afforded by the high brick wall and locked gates of the cemetery with the strict discipline of the allen home which would have made such midnight excursions impossible another account connected with mrs stannard and repeated by poe's biographers until it has become an article of faith with the public is that the exquisite lines to helen were inspired by and addressed to that lady if written at ten years of age as poe asserts it will be remembered that he was at this time at school in london and it was not until two years after his return and when he was thirteen years of age that he ever saw mrs stannard he might have altered the lines to suit her his psyche with the pale and classic face and i recall that the folded scroll of the first version was afterward changed to the agate lamp within thy hand as more appropriate to psyche poe never made an alteration in his poems that was not an improvement those who knew mrs stannard describe her as slender and graceful with regular delicate features a complexion of marble pallor and dark pensive eyes a portrait of her which was in possession of her son judge robert stannard represented her as a young girl wearing perhaps in respect to her scottish descent a snood in her dark curling hair End of chapter five